So while they are coming, I'll say a, a few words of introduction here. So some of you, if you've been a part of LifeBridge for a while, you have seen people probably with the Beneath the, the Shade shirts, which I'm very jealous that I would like to have one of these shirts at some point. So hopefully there's a time when uh, these shirts are, are available, get some, get some Beneath the Shade swag. Uh, but more importantly, you've heard about uh, the ministries at Beneath the Shade, or you're familiar with some of the people uh, connected to Beneath the Shade. If, do we have an extra stool? Let's, uh, let's take that one out. Nah, we'll take that one out. Why don't you guys, we'll scoot in a little closer. There we go. Um, so, yeah, the, the ministries at Beneath the Shade are very much um, just a tool that God is doing really, really wonderful things through, through the church. Now, I'm not sure exactly how to do this best. So, Ronnie, you got to come out of hiding there. And then we got to make so, can we do like a, a semicircle a little bit so folks over here can, can see you? There we go. We didn't plan this out really well. But yeah, if you guys kind of stay there and then we do like a half circle kind of thing so that, so that like William and Dana and everybody can see these folks over here. There we go. Um, so I was thinking about like just a bit of an introduction um, from, so I'd like to read a couple of verses from Philippians 1 verses 3 to 6. It says this, I thank God every time I remember you in all of my prayers for you all. And I pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being convinced of this, that he who began the good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. And I love that because like <clears throat> Paul is talking about his brothers and sisters in this church and he says, we have this partnership in the gospel. And I think there is this partnership in the gospel between LifeBridge and the ministries of LifeBridge and Beneath the Shade. And um, we'll hear a little bit more about what that looks like practically. But, you know, Beneath the Shade is a, it's a separate ministry. Um, but yet there are so many layers of, of overlap and, and, and ways that we get to partner together in the gospel. That there is one heart and one mind, right? We want to see lives uh, transformed by the presence of, of Jesus, lives restored in his name. Um, we believe that the good news of Jesus, the gospel, is, is the hope of the world. And so there's overlap between the leadership at Beneath the Shade, uh, between those who are pouring themselves out in ministry there and people who are part of the LifeBridge family, uh, overlap in our worship gatherings uh, with the ministries of threads uh, in, the, in the basement. So you'll hear a little bit more about those kinds of things. And so I'm so grateful um, just over the last nine months or so that I've been a part of the LifeBridge family to get to, to interact with you all and to get to hear and to kind of have a, maybe not a front row seat, but like maybe a second row seat to what God is doing and to just see some of the fruit of, of uh, how the gospel is at work in your lives. So um, maybe have a couple microphones spread out there. So what if, we, what if we do just like real simple introductions, just kind of name and if there's anything else, like your, maybe your role at Beneath the Shade or something like that. If you want to say something like that, great. You want to start at that end? Sure. I'm Melissa, and I am the house manager at Beneath the Shade. I'm Mindy, and I'm the live-in manager at Beneath the Shade. I'm Julie. I am an MVP. I'm Trisha, and I'm an MVP. 
I'm Nadine, and I'm the director of ministry at Beneath the Shade. Uh, I'm Nick Javis, and I'm the director of operations at Beneath the Shade. I'm Jay, and my lovely wife, Rhonda, and uh, I'm chair of the board currently at Beneath the Shade. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, yeah, we're just going to take a little bit of time to, to kind of hear from them, but I thought it would be great for Jay and Rhonda to share a little bit uh, at the beginning of just about the origin story of Beneath the Shade. Maybe some of you know this. Uh, it's good to be reminded. Um, maybe it'll be brand new, uh, but to just hear how uh, Beneath the Shade and the vision for it came to be. So, Jay and Rhonda, we'll, we'll kind of turn it over to you. Um, for those that have heard our story, I apologize ahead of time, to, but uh, I'll be repeating some things that I've shared before or that we've experienced. Um, so we've been at LifeBridge, our family. Uh, we have four children, two boys and two girls, and uh, they are key in components, ingredients, blessings that God gave us to walk through uh, the Yoder family journey. We've been at LifeBridge for about 12 years or so. And um, if, you never, if you didn't meet the founder, Chet, uh, he was very mission-minded. Uh, I think he really understood what Jesus meant when Jesus said that I am looking for the lost one. Not as much on us, but he's looking for that one person that really uh, needs him. And so he really emphasized that in all his ministry. And, that, and uh, it was interesting to hear how he decided to start LifeBridge, how God just started. I like the phrase you have, Eric, in your office that says, divine work cannot be completed by human power. And so, and, and I've experienced that through my whole life, or especially this journey. Uh, I'm not much of a thrill seeker, but boy, God's amusement park is incredible. Uh, it has highs, it has lows, it has extreme thrills. And I would encourage all of you to find God's amusement park. He wants to give you all that thrill that he has for us. Um, so I said we started about 11 years ago, and it became evident to me that we could not be a vital part of LifeBridge living where we were. We lived in Dundee about uh, 8 to 10 miles from here and, and frequently made trips back and forth, and I didn't enjoy it. After a totaled van with a deer and a couple other vehicles, I wanted to move to Dover, but didn't know how and when that could happen. And uh, so we prayed about it. We got together with other groups praying about LifeBridge as a whole and including that thing, that need that I wanted to move. For some reason, God decided to just take that out of our thoughts. We all of a sudden forgot that we wanted to move. And uh, it went uh, about seven years, 2017. So, yeah, it was about six, seven years when... Um, the founder decided, Chet, he moved on. And all of a sudden, uh, the idea of us moving back to Dover sort of came back to our minds. And uh, we, we thought about it. I, you know, sometimes in life, and maybe that it's my personality, I don't, I, I don't journal, for one, and that's something bad. Um, but... Um, I wish I would have included my family a little bit more with some of the thoughts I was having as we were looking at this, because some Sunday, I am just strolling through a listing of places to live in Dover, 
and I stumble across this uh, property we're currently at. Because we didn't want to live in town. We grew up on, in the country, and I was not a, a city guy, but uh, I haven't becoming sort of a city guy more and more. But this place looked very attractive because it was space. It had acreage. And, um, but the closer we looked at it, the closer it, it's like, well, we can't live there. The house was very run down. Uh, it was very overgrown, hadn't been taken care of for a while. And, um, and I couldn't believe that I could actually have that kind of a property this close to Dover. I was like, whoa, this probably, I'll just throw a number to the realtor and I don't know, will it stick or not? And it actually got a response. And um, so lo and behold, uh, it got, the, the, the interactions got warmer and warmer and it, it got more intense. And we uh, looked at it as a family. One time we almost got lost because it was so overgrown. We walked into the weeds in the woods. We about couldn't find our way back. And we, we walked about 15 feet in the house and the stench is so bad. And, and Rhonda says, I can't stay here. I got to get out. And um, so, but for some reason, I, it just seemed like this might be the place. And um, lo and behold, after a couple of interactions with the owner that was in California at the time, uh, it happened. We got this property. And we were thinking of just, since the house was so bad, we would just demo it and start over. And um, I don't know what made us think. Uh, we also decided maybe we could fix it up. We started cleaning up. Um, I have um, always enjoyed working, so we just started cleaning it up, started finding the house. We cut down trees. And, and, I, and looking back, our kids could not have been at a more perfect stage in life for this to happen. It, it could not have been possible four years earlier or I, I've lost them now. Now I'm doing just myself. And, and things just happen very slow. And uh, so through this thrill ride, I see God in work in all areas. It's just incredible. So that's joined the amusement park, by the way. Um, so we fix it up. And in the meantime, we're very involved here at church. Uh, Chet, knowing that mission, he starts Threads. That started in 2016 as a thrift store ministry here. And um, there was a lady named Kathy Neal that was, became the manager of Threads about two years into its beginning. And uh, she lived uh, far away. She lived 40 minutes away and made this trip every day back and forth to come here. And her, her living conditions weren't the greatest either. And I was like, well, maybe we could fix this place up and she could live closer to Dover. So I introduced the thought to her if she would uh, stay at this property, at this house. And uh, she said, sure. And, uh, but I, we didn't realize as a family what was happening in her life. In the meantime, she was ministering to ladies at the Harbor House. Uh, was in Philly at one time and is now in Dover, I think. Um, River Haven, it's called. So it's just down the street. And I didn't realize that's what was happening. So she suggested to us to see if we could make this place uh, a recovery home for women. And um, yes, being thrilled with missions and reaching out to others, my first reaction was definitely yes. And the more I was thinking about it, the more I was thinking about it, I was like, 
um, but I might lose this place. Um, I wasn't quite sure when I, um, as I gave it to her, because it was sort of my dream. Uh, if you would walk the property, there's some incredible uh, rocks, trees, and so on. And so I, I was kept pinching myself that I have this thing. And then here is God saying, hey, would you let me use it for something? And I, I um, yeah, mm-hmm. And it's just incredible to see. I hope some of them share their stories of how they got connected to this. We have no control. I have no control of what God does. And um, whatever we give up now, God will give in the future. Don't be afraid to release whatever you're holding on to so tight. uh, Because God wants to use it, and uh, he will bless you for it. I'm sure I missed a couple things. Oh, yes. I'd like to thank all of you because it took so much manpower. Uh, um, so there was so when after Kathy shared this with us and we said, okay, when we approached LifeBridge with the mission and the local community, it was incredible how many work days we've had. We have all sorts of pictures of, of roofs being tore off and put back on. Um, more trees, barns cleaned up. And there's still plenty to do yet uh, for us to chip into. But we would like to thank, I wish the community could hear, because I know of other churches that have just spent oodles of time fixing up this place where God is restoring lives. Yeah, thanks for sharing that and just giving us a window into this, this long story. And thank you for your faithfulness of just saying yes. To, uh, to get on the roller coasters, you know, and, and to enjoy what the Spirit is up to. So, um, man, it's beautiful. And so we're going to move to just share a little bit about, like, so what is life like? The day-to-day um, ways that God is at work at Beneath the Shade. So Mindy, Melissa, Nadine, whoever, whoever wants to can just kind of give us a glimpse into, into what, what the day-to-day life is like. I'll fill everybody in, even though I don't live there. Um, day-to-day beneath the shade is like, I mean, I would could just compare it to day-to-day in anybody's life. Um, these are amazing women um, living together, cooking together, cleaning together, um, getting on each other's nerves together. Um, we are a family. Um, we start our mornings with devotions. Um, And then we also volunteer here at the thrift store on Wednesdays and do a Bible study with Eric on Wednesdays. Um, Julie now works down in the thrift store, and so she's doing that three days a week. Um, We grocery shop together. I mean, we do everything together as a family, just as you would with your family. Uh, What she said. We, we do. Um, we do dinners together, I guess. That would be something that she wouldn't do. But, you know, and then we come to church together. We just are just living life together, you know. Um, I don't know what else to add. Uh, yeah, bonds are being made. Yeah. So I guess my main goal when I started this journey myself personally was to hopefully show them Jesus. And that's my favorite part about it is just watching their eyes light back up. And especially Trisha, like I get this big kick out of her because she cries a lot. 
and um, and it's just been really awesome to see. And we went to this concert a couple weeks ago, and Julie and I ended up working the whole thing. We didn't get to watch it, but Trisha did, and just watching her come out and just the way her her whole yeah her whole spirit was filled, mm -hmm. and that's 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 why I do it. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, like any other, like just glimpses like that of how God is at work. How do you sense God at work either in you or in the ministries of Beneath the Shade? If, yeah, anybody who wants to share. Okay, so Miriam, who's out there right now, uh, her and I started this cleaning business working on four years ago, I think. And, uh, well, she started it first, I'll just say that, and I joined her very shortly after that. She likes it when I tell her that, say that. Um, but uh, anyway, we started this cleaning business, and I've had this dream, vision, whatever you want to call it, I feel like God placed it in my heart to somehow make that business work with women who are recovering. Um, I didn't know what it looked like, you know, and I thought I would have to do all the work, you know, get a house, you know, how am I going to do that, you know, do all the things. And um, Brian and Rachel Ice hired our, well, Miriam had babies, which you guys have all met, and so she kind of went off to do that, which was super important. And then I started doing it basically by myself and I had women who had, who were in recovery working for me off and on. Anyways, I met Brian and Rachel, I was cleaning their apartments for them and then they, they called me one day and asked me to come do a quote here at LifeBridge that you guys needed cleaning help. And I walked through the doors and I'm getting goosebumps now, I got goosebumps right away and I was like, that's weird, you know. And in the meantime, I've, I've only been in Ohio for since July of 2020. So I've been kind of church hopping. Sorry, Pastor. And uh, Hopping is okay. Shopping is. And I was just trying to find where I belonged, and I, I got these goosebumps. And so I called Amanda Sari, who's also comes here. And I said, well, I don't know what's going on with this church, but we got to come. And I went down in the basement during that visit, and I seen a sign on the wall that said beneath the shade, and I'm like, what's that? You know, and I'd never heard of it before. I had no idea about it at all. And so Amanda, Sari, and I started coming to church here, and, you know, we, it's been a few, couple years now. I don't know exactly how long we've been coming. And uh, slowly but surely, like one Sunday I wasn't here, and... Jay made an announcement they were looking for help at Beneath the Shade, and Amanda threw my name in, and here I am. So, and the business is still going, and we're slowly trying to incorporate the women into that, and it's kind of come full circle. So yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, I definitely felt called to this church. Mm -hmm. So, in a nutshell, that's how I ended up here. That's awesome. Anybody else want to share about just like where you see God at work, what God is up to? <laughs> Choose my words carefully here. Um, not only 
always strengthening our relationship with Jesus, but we're also repairing our relationships with our families. And so I would not be here today if it wasn't for my dad and Beth, my stepmom. So thank you guys. And thank you for allowing this to happen. (laughs) Very grateful for everyone. I'll say a word to that real quick, just to piggyback on that, because I announced last Sunday that we have this tradition, our family does, of doing a Black Friday hike. So get up before the sunrise, go for a little hike, and invited anybody to come. And so, so Wiley and Julie and Valor get the three-generation award for showing up for this hike at 7 a.m. And it was fantastic. So thanks for, for coming and getting to see you guys interact, and Julie's toting Valor around in a pack. And then he wins the award for, like, I don't know, most uh, endurance for the hike. He ran probably half of the three miles. But just to see your family, to see you guys together like that and get to share that experience with you was awesome. I'm so nervous right now. Um, I'm going to cry. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, I can't do this. Um... Since I've been up beneath the shade, my life has changed a lot. Um, Not only have I brought Jesus into my life, but I never thought in a million years that I would be where I'm at today. And um, uh, my daughter wasn't in a good situation, and um, I prayed about it and prayed that we could find a family for my daughter to go to. And Jay and Rhonda have came into my life, and my daughter now lives with Jay and Rhonda, and I'm very grateful. Um, I have come to know Jesus. Me and Mindy talk about Jesus a lot, and my heart is very open, and I never thought that it would be. Um, me and Mindy have our Jesus talks sometimes, and I just love it because I don't know much about him, but I am learning a lot every day. Um, I have a younger daughter that I never thought that I would see. Um, I I haven't seen her in over a year, and I prayed about it, and God brought her back into my life. So I see her every other weekend now, um, which is a blessing because I did not think that that was ever gonna happen. Um, I have grown a community that I never thought that I would have. Um, I'm from Akron, and I chose to come down here and start my life over. Um, I didn't know about Beneath the Shade, and I, when I was in rehab, we was looking for sober living for me to go to, and my daughter was staying in Denison with her aunt, and I wanted to come closer down by her, and we found this beneath the shade, and I filled out the application, I did the interview, and when I did my interview with Melissa, I, she told me a story, and It was a story that Jay had said something about glass breaking. Well, the night before I had my, or a couple days before I had my interview with Melissa, I had a dream and glass 
was like shattered everywhere and I it woke me up out of my sleep and I could it felt like I was stepping on glass and the day I had my interview Melissa told me that story and I just got this feeling over my whole entire body and it was from head to toe I've never felt it my entire life and it was it was great and that's how I knew I wanted to accept Jesus in my life and walk with Jesus so I just, I love being at Beneath the Shade. It's changed my whole life. Um, I love everybody there. You know, we have our days, but it's great. And I am so grateful that my daughter lives right next door to me. I get to see her all the time. And Jay and Rhonda, they are okay with me being at their house, so that's nice. And I just, I love it there. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for sharing your hearts. Um, I, uh, am not at Beneath the Shade every day, um, but, so I don't know their day-to-days, but I do pop in every week, and, um, we've started doing a Bible study on Tuesdays at the house, and, um, it is such an amazing space. Um, We are breaking down walls that have been built up over lifetimes. Um, We are seeing transformation in everyone, not just the MVPs, but the the staff that's there, as well as myself and my husband, um, our family. Uh, Beneath the Shade is a true gift, and I I can really, I see it happening in their lives, and I have such a blessing of working with them, Um, but I think that uh, it's important for me to share a little bit about um, what Beneath the Shade has meant to me, because I was, um, I believe myself to be in this season of Beneath the Shade, it's first... uh, I was the first sheep that um, was brought back to Jesus. And um, I grew up in church. Um, I left the church as a teenager and uh, went about my life using drugs and alcohol. Um, I got sober when I was 19 years old in 2009, and um, I was looking for God um, for a long time. And I was very resistant to um, coming back to the church. And we, um, my husband and I, Nick, were in, highly involved in um, sober living homes uh, for all of our adult life. Um, and uh, we moved here in 2020. Great year, right? Um, transforming year for sure um and um I got pregnant in 2021 with our second baby and uh we were looking for a midwife and that midwife happened to be the woman who uh Kathy Neal lived with before she moved to Jay and Rhonda's property and she told us about Kathy and Beneath the Shade and 
Nick was, I was, I had experiences with the recovery community and sober living that um, I had turned away from that too. <laughs> so um, I felt very lost and alone in that space in my life. And Nick just, he's like, let's meet with Kathy. Let's see how we can help. And um, so he made that connection. And I'm so grateful that he did. Um, and he was kind of working with Kathy for a while. And then um, I would meet with Kathy and we would talk. And then I would like kind of be like, okay, I'm going to try this Jesus thing again. And then I would be like, no, you know. And so it was like this oscillating, you know. And um, even when, uh, so Nick quit his job in November. We had no plan. Uh, no, our, we lost all of our potential income coming in. And then Kathy stepped away from Beneath the Shade. She was also one of our clients that Nick was working with on the side. And um, time just said, like, what if you guys do it? Like, you have experience in running a sober living home do it as a consulting experience. And I'm like, okay, I can consult. Kathy had asked me to be on the board. I was like, I can't do it. It feels inauthentic. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I can be myself in that space if I'm not a believer, right? So um, we take the consulting job and my life falls apart while we're doing this, the beginning of this year, mind you. Um, my son has life-threatening food allergies. I have made that my life's mission to fix, right? I'm going to fix it. <laughs> and uh, it was made very clear to me that I'm not going to fix it. And I just started praying for God to show me the truth. Just show me the truth. That's all I want to know. And then um, a series of events start happening, and I feel Jesus coming for me, right? Um, Nick had been, like, kind of throwing around the idea of faith, and I am saying, um, you can do that. I'm not going to. Um, and my husband and I were baptized this year. Um, we've, we're going to church. Um, I believe in Jesus Christ with all my heart and soul. Um, he found me and brought me back and to, to be one of his sheep. And so God was orchestrating this miraculous thing in my life that I could have never even imagined possible for myself. And then I get to watch that ripple into to their lives too. And I just, God, it's God's mission. Beneath the shade is God's mission. It's not ours. It, this isn't our thing. This isn't, you know, the staff's uh, property, right? Uh, God is guiding us in every step. And that can be really scary sometimes because we want to like control things and um, 
control people. <laughs> and we get to see, like, when we take our hands out of it and let him work, what happens. And it is beautiful. It is gentle. It is, um, his yoke is easy for sure. I, and we, we get to watch that happen through this experience and th- for ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's what I see happening at Beneath the Shade is truly it is a mission of God. And, um, it is bringing, it has already just in this year brought so many people to Jesus and, um, and in positions to um, continue to bring in more sheep. So wow. thank you guys. Yes, yay God. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Nadine. Yeah, thank you for just, no, it was awesome. Thank you for your vulnerability and just sharing. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. My goodness. Nick, uh, do you want to share a little bit about just the vision of Beneath the Shade? And, and then also, how can we, as a LifeBridge Church family, just continue to, to you know, rally alongside you all in God's mission? No, I'm good. Thanks. No, uh, yeah, so I get the honor and privilege of what, what I consider my role to be here is... Um, I'm the, I get to support these amazing women to be who God wants them to be and to, to let what's in their heart come out and, and create a framework and just be in support of all that. And when I sit up here and I hear them all talking and seeing what's happening in their lives, I feel, I feel very blessed that... Um, that God is working in their lives and therefore he's working in mine as well. Um, I also just quickly want to point out how interesting it is that separately at the, around the same time in 2020 and a couple months before that, um, things are happening in everybody's life that are converging here in New Philadelphia and Dover. And here we are all sitting here, not because we've planned this. This is not a plan that we've come up with. And, you know, half of us aren't from here. Um, yet here we all sit, and I think we can probably say that we nothing would, nothing would make us leave here today, you know, unless God asked us to. But what, what's, what I'm, the reason I'm saying that, too, is that I, I didn't know this then, but I believe now that the Holy Spirit's talking to us when we're feeling these things. They don't make any sense, okay? They're not, again, they're not our plans. They just, they just come to us, and when we know, we know. And part of us has to have the, the courage to take a step when we feel that, and that's what's happened here is everybody has taken those steps even though they're probably afraid, they don't understand, they don't know what it's going to be like. You have a property that is unlivable. You can't even see the house that it's, that's there. It's, it's dilapidated. It's neglected. And here it is thriving, you know. Somehow you knew that it made sense. And symbolically, that's what's happening with people in this journey. 
Uh, and if it can happen with, with property, it can happen with a person, you know? And that's, that's what we're seeing here. That's our vision and our hope and our goal is really to take, take the broken, the neglected, the, the, the stuff that's not paid attention to, whether that be spaces or people, and we, we come together as a community and we, we transform. And um, there's a lot to say. I could probably talk for three hours about what Beneath the Shade is and, and what it can be and what it probably will be, or at least what we hope it to be. But I hope you've gotten a little bit of a taste of, of the feel of what's going on here. Um, to tie it all together in a way, I really see this as a community transforming a community. You know, the church, the church can only do so much sometimes. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's just the limitation of, of what it is. And we can be a totally separate entity yet still serve the same community and in different ways. And we can't do what the church does either, right? So there's like a lot of different things that come into partnership. And, and to me what that says is that everybody individually has their own expression that is meant to bring value to this community and transformation and change. And that's what we try to focus on here is, you know, what, what's in your heart? What is it, what is it that's got, that God is calling you to do? Because we've spent a lot of years in the recovery community uh, maintaining, for lack of better words. Um, you know, your life, uh, you're a recovering addict. Your life before this is just chaos and insanity and destruction and darkness and then you get clean hopefully and you have some stability and some light and some peace and after a little bit of time there's kind of a an, an urge to keep it that way like you don't want to rock the boat you don't want to mess up and do something risky that might get you back to this destruction over here and there's probably some people at least in my experience that are telling you, don't, you know, don't do that, don't make that move, don't, you know, take that job, don't leave that job, don't do whatever, because we're afraid of, of the unknown. Meanwhile, what's stirring in here is a decision, it's a, it's a calling, it's a, oh man, I, I, I feel God pulling me in this direction, and I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I feel it. So, we're, um, the best that we can trying to make space for people to feel that, experience that, and then support the decisions that come along with that. Um, and again, that looks like getting in relationships, leaving relationships, jobs, no jobs, moving, not moving, financial, otherwise, like it's all of it, it's life. And it gets to happen in our lives as as staff members and leaders, and I think it, it also happens in the MVP's life, or at least that's the hope. Um, so, looking forward, um, we, we still very much are laying our foundation for what this looks like. Um, 
we've been lucky enough to spend this whole year praying about that, thinking about that, experiencing that. I also want to say real quickly, these MVPs that came in, we weren't even open. Like, we hadn't even said, Kathy had left, we were kind of redoing the house and resetting the stage and, again, praying and thinking about what, what do we want this to look like? And didn't want to make an announcement out in the community that, hey, we're taking applications, come on in, we're ready, uh, because we were still getting it together. And lo and behold, three at the same time uh, start calling and emailing, and then they all want to come in around the same time, and it was perfect timing. I mean, it really was. I think the house was done like a week before Trisha came in. If maybe not, it still maybe had a few things to do, but it was it was ready, you know. And so again, I just say that to say that it's all in God's time. Um, we are been spending this this season again getting ready. Um, we've done no fundraising. Uh, which was scary, has been a little scary. Um, but I made this joke to the board members and I don't know if they thought it was funny or not, but earlier this year I said, if somebody gave us a check for $100,000 today, I'd probably tell them to take it back because we didn't, we didn't, we weren't ready for it at the time, earlier this year, if that makes any sense. Um, we needed time to function and pray and understand what we're doing here and work out some bugs that we're still, you know, still working out. And I think we always will continually evolve, but we needed, we just needed space. And so many, so many times I find people in recovery just need space. People that are going through trauma and, and difficulty just need space that's safe so that God can come in. Um, instead of this urge to, okay, get busy, get moving, fix this, fix that, like get your hands all in it. Um, don't get me wrong, we do value walking and taking action, but um, not when it comes from a place of fear out of, out of what's going to happen if we don't. Um, so we have a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of gears turning at the same time. Uh, you heard about um, Mindy's cleaning cleaning business project, and then there's the thrift store here, and there's Beneath the Shade, and there's stuff that's happening out at Beneath the Shade. Um, we are under contract to buy a second property in New Philly, which I think should go through next week, actually. It's a three-bedroom house that'll need to be remodeled. It's been a little neglected. It's been a little uh, not taken care of, um, but it has it has beauty within, so to speak. Um, but it, it is going to be another space for us to be able to serve the community. And the goal being having skilled people in the trades come in that are willing to teach people that may want to learn um, about plumbing, drywalling, laying down flooring, uh, anything, or the financial side of the real estate deal and how that all works and, and everything there. So uh, very much a a learning experience for our community here. Uh, so if there's anybody that's interested in that process or involve, uh, want to get involved in that way, you know, obviously let us know. Um, we, you know, really just want to continue to transmit. The message that you're hearing today, we want to transmit out 
from beneath the shade in any kind of way. And I think that that looks like our relationships with people in the community, our services that we might provide. Um, it's important to us that we're not constantly asking to receive from the community. We, we, we need to do that at this point, but our goal is to be able to give back just as much and in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's an honor. It's, a, it's an amusement park, that's for sure. Uh, there's definitely days where it's um, sticky and messy and confusing. As I'm sure there's a few, uh, a few giggles, I can, I can hear those. Uh, but then there's also the days that I think we all feel like, yes, you know, this is exactly what we needed. This is exactly what this community needs. This is bigger than me, and I can feel myself getting pulled up into that. Um, so, I don't know if you have any more specific questions, but... No, that's great. So, you'll yeah. need some, some help, like doing another remodel of a property, if that all goes through. Yeah. So, there are ways for us to jump aboard in that. Um, if someone were to write you a check for $100,000 today, would you take that today? You would take that today? Okay, yeah. I just want to be clear. Yeah, well, our artists, bank is right next door. So lay, we, Laying we'll, that on anybody's heart? We're prepared to handle that. Okay, yes. I just wanted to be sure. Um, yes. Any other ways we can pray for you all? Like how, how can we join with you and just pray for the Spirit's leading? So just to, to go along with the financial part real quick. Um, I think we are coming into a season where finances are, the, re the receiving of financial resources is going to be important to us. It's going to be kind of a reassurance that we're doing the right thing. I know that that sounds a little like you don't want money to drive everything, but we've been working hard on this other end and seeing a lot of reward in that way, you know. Um, but we also can't function in a lot of ways without finances, right? So, um, you know, a prayer that, that we receive that now, you know, we're, we're, that we're ready to steward that and um, we've set up our systems and our, and our processes and everything that we need to be able to handle the influx and um, so now we're just asking for that. Uh, so, plus obviously emotional support and just the continued guidance um, from God that we're, we're doing the right thing and we're continue to press on and that he, he guides our decision making. I mean, that's, that's the most valuable thing we could have at this point, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Well, it is like an incredible honor to have you all here and to share your stories. I was reminded of there's this beautiful little picture in Revelation 13 that says they triumphed over him, and him here is the, the evil one who Jay referenced earlier, like the, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what the evil one wants to do, life and, and um, to sort of bind us up in all kinds of things, and addiction is one of those things that the enemy, a tool the enemy uses. But they triumphed, the people of faith triumphed over the evil one by the blood of the Lamb, the victory of Jesus, and the word of their testimony. Like the tools that we have to overcome the enemy are the blood of the lamb. He won the victory. But then as we share 
the word of our testimony, as you guys have done, like it, it pushes back the powers of darkness. And it, you know, it, it keeps God's light shining through. So thank you for that. Thanks for the courage. Trisha, I know you were super nervous. That's beautiful. Like just to share the story of what God is doing in your life. But such an encouragement. So I'd love to just have us spend uh, a little bit of time just praying for you all and just praying a prayer of blessing as a, as a church family over you all. Um, maybe if you have like family here, like you, why don't you guys, I, I know you're sitting on stools, your backs are hurting. Why don't you guys stand um, if you're comfortable with that? Any family members want to kind of come forward and stand with your people or uh, friends? Uh, Miriam, your family, if you want to come. Um, and then the rest of the congregation, why don't you guys stand? And we'll just kind of stand at our seats. And, um, and I'm just going to open it up. And you'll just have to, you can pray, pray loudly. Um, so, so they can hear. And, um, and we'll just take a, we'll take a couple of minutes here to pray. Again, pray as, as God lays on your heart. Pray out loud. Uh, pray quietly in your heart. That's fine. And then I'll close uh, with, with a final prayer. So, yeah, let's pray a prayer of blessing on our brothers and sisters.